Good morning, everybody. This is Anthony Pudlow, Vice President of Professional Affairs with the Iowa Pharmacy Association. I'm uh, broadcasting today our Board of Pharmacy podcast series, the Board of Pharmacy What, Why, and How. Today I'm joined with Andrew Funk, Executive Director of the Board of Pharmacy, following their March 8th meeting here at the board for their open session. Um, so thank everybody, thank you everybody for listening in today, but uh, why don't we just get into the conversation. Uh, Andrew, it seemed like it was a pretty quick meeting today, but I'd say there's a couple of key points that I wanted to call out to our listeners. Um, one being um, quite a bit of discussion around the prescription drug monitoring program. Um, a couple points that really I'd say summarize it were really in the annual report that you guys had just released, summarizing some of the work of the PMP over the last year. Can you maybe just highlight some of those findings that the board reported? reported um, out today about that uh, during that report? Yeah, sure. Um, good morning, everybody. Thanks, Anthony, for um, doing this podcast. A couple of the items on the report uh, that, was, that was issued here first of the year um, really pertain to the number of registrants that we've seen, the jump, the increase, both in pharmacists and prescribers. We've, we're almost to a point now where, where we have 100% of our pharmacists who are, who are registered with the board uh, also being registered with the PMP. Uh, prescribers, have, we saw an uptick of approximately uh, 1,000 uh, from, from uh, last year to this year, and so we're, we're, we continue to see the growth there. The number of um, uh, requests that, we, that we're seeing are, are also continuing to grow, and uh, we, just, we just hope that the utilization continues to increase. That's great to hear. And, and so anybody that wants to review that report, they would just go on to the Board of Pharmacy's website. Is that where it's located? Yeah, it, it's posted on the Board of Pharmacy's website. There should be a link there that uh, anyone would, would be able to access. Perfect. Um, otherwise, I know with the PMP, there, in your report to the board, you, you mentioned a process for a request for proposal or an RFP um, to, to do something with the, the PMP. Um, could you maybe highlight maybe the intent of that RFP and maybe the timeline and, and what's going into that process right now? Of course, yeah. So um, our, our, our PMP uh, program it, right now, the software we utilize, is, is an older version, and we're operating under an old contract. And so in order for us to um, upgrade to a newer version, either of the same software or a new vendor, uh, we have to issue a request for proposal uh, and, and get opportunities for, give the industry opportunities to bid on our, our projects. So right now we, we've received the authorization to uh, proceed with writing that RFP. Um, our hope, our intention with uh, upgrading the software is to better implement the, the legislation that went into effect last year that permits the PMP to integrate with electronic medical health records as well as pharmacy systems. Uh, we feel that the technology that we currently utilize is not conducive for that integration as it is now, um, but with a software upgrade, we feel that uh, that, that would be much, much more um, receptive uh, to, to, the, to the software systems that are being utilized. Okay. And then I think you also noted that uh, it seems like the Board of Pharmacy is working very closely with the Public Health Department on some collaboration there. Um, can you maybe speak to um, what you referenced during the meeting? Sure. Yeah, there's, there's several grants that are, are um, available for, uh, to help combat this, the, the opioid and, and heroin epidemic that's nationwide. Um, each state is, is given an opportunity to apply, and, and it's, it's available to public health. Um, sectors and so public health has um, uh, allowed the Board of Pharmacy to submit under their name a request for um, grant funding that would allow the the PMP to be expanded 
uh, or upgraded from its current version. So great to hear that collaboration. I think that's really important as, as I think the intent of, of the PMP really gets to the, the heart of public health, too. Right. So that's great to see. Um, the only other thing I was going to ask about the PMP is that um, I know from a legislative perspective, the Board of Pharmacy had a, a specific bill to help expand the PMP and have some of these other abilities for unsolicited reports. I know that currently didn't make it through the first funnel, which ended last week. Um, could you maybe speak about maybe other aspects to legislation that relate to the PMP that you're seeing and hearing about? Sure. Yeah, the, the legislation that seems to be um, gaining the most um, traction is is the idea of required registration uh, with the PMP. So the way it's the, the way language is out there now is this would be tied to a an individual prescriber's Controlled Substance Act registration. Um, the idea would be that it, as they come in for either renewing the CSAR or applying for a new one, they would they would also be required to register for the PMP. So. Um, our renewal cycle on that is, is every two years, so I, if it does pass, I would expect that by uh, 2019, uh, July of 2019, we would have 100% uh, of the prescribers registered for the PMP. Perfect. Thanks for that update, Andrew. Um, well, why don't we uh, shift gears a little bit? I think the other thing that was on the Board of Pharmacy's agenda today was underneath um, the rules process. There was a notice of intended action um, regarding telepharmacy. Um, and I know that the, the rules and the proposed rules for telepharmacy have gone through a couple of renditions over the last several months, and even just the whole process has been a couple of years um, in, in building consensus around this. Um, could you maybe speak to what the board had currently discussed on the proposed um, the proposed rules that were noticed for intended action today? Yeah, sure. So there, there's a couple areas that um, ha have been uh, adjusted to meet the needs of the industry and the telepharmacy industry while at the same time maintaining um, adequate protection of the public as well as promotion of public health. Uh, for, I'll just review those um, quickly here. The, there, there's a, a requirement that a managing pharmacy be located within 200 miles of a telepharmacy site. Um, other, other requirements pertain to technician training. Uh, for a technician to staff a telepharmacy site, the technician needs to be certified with 2,000 hours of experience. Uh, of that 2,000 hours, 1,000 hours needs to be within a licensed Iowa pharmacy or a pharmacy that, that holds an a, a Iowa license. Um, and then of the 2,000, 160 of the hours need to be um, within a managing pharmacy. A couple other areas um, pertain to pharmacist staffing. Uh, the requirement would be that a pharmacist be on staff at the telepharmacy site for 16 hours a month um, for the purpose of, uh, of course, completing monthly inspections, but also promoting public health by offering additional pharmaceutical or pharmaceutical care services such as immunizations. And then finally, the, the, um, the board felt, as well as some legislators felt, that there needs to be a, an upper limit or a cap on the number of prescriptions that could be dispensed per day on average by a telepharmacy site. And right now that's that's going to be capped at 150 prescriptions per day that's calculated over the previous quarter. Okay. So just to be clear then in this case, the board then, what was the action that the board took with these proposed um, rules? Sure. This this the board um, the board agreed to issue their notice of intended action. 
um, which, which is the very initial step of the rulemaking process. The board has done this uh, a couple of times in the past for telepharmacy rules. We've had some issues getting it, um, getting it to proceed through the rulemaking process. We're hopeful at this time um, that the rules will proceed and will go to ARC and we'll have comment period and we'll be able to take comments from, um, from the general public. So we should see potentially notification. I know the, the state of Iowa has the rules.iowa.gov website. That's really um, a great tool for the public to submit their own individual comments. I know organizations like IPA and other parties would definitely be submitting um, comments once the public comment period opens. So for those interested on that topic or even, I think, regarding the PMP um, legislative um, initiatives that are kind of coming forward, um, I think it just speaks to making sure your voice is heard and staying well-educated on these issues. So um, with that, I think that's all we really want to talk about in conclusion of today's uh, open session of the Board of Pharmacy. I want to thank Andrew Funk for his time um, this day and uh, look forward to having everybody listen to our next podcast, which would occur after the next Board of Pharmacy meeting, which would occur um, May 9th and 10th with the open session being on May 10th. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and thanks again for your time.